Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? For real. Well, this is the Aquarian Dawn and there is a turning of the ages happening now, as slow as it may be. <laughs> We're going to get into that a little bit. And we're also going to get into the solar and lunar phases. We've got the sun in the middle phase of the season of Cancer. The moon is waxing from the new moon towards a crescent, towards the first quarter square to the sun. And then there's a lot of other cosmic things happening, like some planets shifting signs, some joining forces in a conjunction, some are at crossroads in a square, and some are holding so still, whether it be retrograde or slowly moving, but they're lingering in the same degree. So you got some late degree lingerers happening right now. But the main message this this sesh is all about healing thyself. It's all about cultivating presence and embodying the true vision. We're going to get into Pluto, the evolutionary pathway, and its polarity point, not only personally, but collectively. So, so much transformation and so much to do. (laughs) Let's tune in. So find your seat or your feet and ground your energy. We're going to come into our center of gravity to calibrate the core. And in this practice, we're really, we're really playing with the idea of from that seated or standing center, becoming more and more aware, more and more present and clear about the four directions that that inhabit our field or our space. And that would be the right and the left hemispheres, the front and the back hemisphere, the vertical axis, the horizontal axis, and those four directions surrounded by the earth and the sky, we have the heartbeat. And so take a moment to tune into your heartbeat and just feel your breath regulate itself in your own rhythmic timing. You'll inhale and exhale to feel into that heartbeat a little bit more clearly. Sometimes it's helpful to bring the hands to the heart itself or bring the hands together at the heart or just rest them easy. And as you begin to feel the pulse and the rhythm of your own heartbeat, circulating energy, circulating that life force through your physical body, body, start to envision it circulating through your energetic body, that space that surrounds you. And as you begin, we're going to do three of those nice, complete, deep breaths that we spoke about last week, where you're going to inhale from the bottom to the middle, to the top of the rib cage, and maybe beyond. 
and then exhale gracefully. All of this through the nose, okay? So in your own timing, you're going to nice sit, find your seated center and take a nice deep inhale from the bottom to the middle to the top. Expand in all directions and then gracefully let it out. Again, through the nose, inhaling. And exhale that complete breath from the top to the bottom. One last time. And as you complete the final breath, you want to just start to again observe the heartbeat, observe the pulse, may have quickened a little bit or energized. And that's a good feeling. You want to just let it circulate and flush and clear your body. Just let it move and <laughs> give you some energy. It's such a cool place to come to that breath work because it always brings us back to center. It's like the home base. It's, it's a place where we can become present and aware. We can neutralize and regulate our systems. And so it's a beautiful practice. I hope you're, that you're continuing. And, you know, just in, in the spirit of this idea of using that breath to come home, to come back to the home base, I want to bring our awareness back to the sign of, of cancer, which is all about home. The fourth house as well is all about that home base. And here we are in the middle, in the midst of this phase. And what I hope has happened is that you've been able to tune in a little bit more to your sense of yourself, your sense of your awareness and your feelings and uh, this is a really important thing too, because the more we're aware of how we're feeling, then we can make choices about how we respond or react. And ideally we want to respond intelligently and clearly from center, from base, organized. Um, that's a, that's a really important practice because when we understand that we're coming from center, when we're communicating, then we're able to get our our message across a little bit more clearly than if we were not, or a lot more clearly <laughs> than if we were not centered. And so this, this season of cancer, I've been really using that, this practice, especially after this new moon that we just went through. It was so beautiful. It feels really just like a surrendering and a coming back to like a place where we can sort of let down a little bit of our we can, we can let it down a little bit, take, take our guard down. And what you'll find is that of course, as you take your guard down, then where, you know, crazy things come up and happen, which of course that's what's happened since the previous recording. As I say, every week, 
it's more and more important for us to be able to come back home and, and find center in order to make clear choices and decisions about how to move and engage in this world. And this is, this is one of the big messages right now as we are dawning, as we are dawning, as we are seeding a new future, a new vision, a new way of being. There is so much relying on our, our sense of presence. And that presence requires our sense of awareness and self, the way that we're embodied and the way that we're resonating or vibrating on the planet. Our frequency is one of the most important things that we can nurture and cultivate in this time, a steady, clear frequency that's resonating from that home base. So, so take this, this, this final, this like middle phase into the final phase of the season of cancer to really, as the full illumination of the sun is out, we have a, we have an opportunity to really start to observe and see the way that we engage from our heart, from our center. How is it, how can we really start to be more clear and more, more present through that frequency and that vibration and the way that we show up so that we're using it in a way of empowering not only ourselves, but the people around us. Because as, as we all know, deep in our hearts, there's so much work to do. <laughs> and, and it begins at home. Home is where the heart is, like I said <laughs> last week. Okay. So the other thing that I want to say is that this moon, the moon is a lovely crescent moon as I record this sesh, but it's going to be waxing towards a half moon, which is a square to the sun. And so if you look up, you'll see the moon as it's waxing, it's the right side of the moon that's illuminated. And so you'll see this moon growing from that new moon towards the, the first quarter square. And that's, that's the moon will be in Libra squaring the sun in the sign of cancer and just these two signs, this, these two cardinal signs squaring one another very much about diplomacy and justice and, and knowing like in the sign of cancer. And I mean, in the, in the, in the, the celestial body of the moon. So Libra moon is so much about knowing in a, in an intuitive way, the just, the righteousness, the diplomacy, the balance. It's seeking balance in an intuitive way, in an, in an emotional way. And through, again, like I was saying, finding groundedness and presence in our emotions, understanding our emotions, positive, negative, however they may be, really understanding them and starting to feel how you know, if, if we can, we, when we feel them, we can make choices about how to continue. And like I said it last time, there is, there is a practice where we can really, I've been doing it where you can, where I tune into my, my feelings and I start to use that awareness to either guide me forward or to pull me back. And it's, it's important in a way because I feel like there's a, it's about, this is about timing and, and really feeling our, my way through 
life and trusting my way through life and not thinking it so much or reacting it so much. It's coming from this place of really using my intuition and my guidance, my sensory system, you know, feeling in. And so, you know, there's this, this play around being able to understand an emotion or recognize an emotion and then choose how to, to keep going or to not. And so, cause emotions are like waves. They will, you can keep riding them. You can, you can stay on an emotional rhythm for some people spend a lifetime on emotional rhythms of holding themselves back or fearing out of anxiety or out of anger or out of a sense of lack of self-awareness or self-confidence even. And what I'm practicing in my own life and what I'm hoping that humanity is coming to a place is, is that there's nobody like, we're all so unique and individual. There's nobody like me. And in recognizing that, my thoughts and my feelings become very powerful. And so I'm looking to be more aware and conscientious so that I can choose my thoughts and my words wisely. It's one thing to acknowledge an emotion. It's another thing to dwell in one. Because again, the more that we carry on in one frequency, it just perpetuates. However, if I'm in a negative emotion and I'm feeling uncomfortable, I can tune into that and observe, is this something I need to sit with? And then I have a choice. Do I need to take action? If so, what is that action? If it's clear, then I'll take it. If it's not clear, then I don't. I sit with it. I feel into it. And what really then starts to happen is like, I don't put the pressure on myself so much to have to do or be anything except for neutral and present. And from there, then I can go for more uplifting vibrations or emotions, you know, like, okay, that's not so stressful. Let me take a a deep breath. And then all of a sudden the, the field is clear and I can be present again. And, you know, I, I know that there's, there, there are varying degrees of emotions, of depression, of anxiety. And I just want to keep coming back to the sense of deep breaths can do so much. Just a breath in a sense of, of just the moment. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to be but present in the moment. I know it sounds easy and I know it takes a lot of work, practice, really. It just takes practice and consistency, you know? And so in that, this moot, this sun, this Cancerian sun, this home base, working on our emotions, working on our sense of, of how we feel and how we are feeling in the world. There, the sun is right, is going to be squaring Chiron. They're, they're, they're going to be exact on the sixth, I think. And this, this, this square has been coming on, like we've, we're feeling it for the, this whole week that I'm 
recording the session for. And this, the square to Chiron that's in Aries is bringing up this message of heal thyself. Aries being unapologetically me, my sense of self, Chiron being healing, being the wounds that we carry that actually become our power, our empowerment as we heal them, as we learn to overcome. We become strong and capable and warrior-like. It's very, very empowering for the self to heal right now. And then in that as well is we're healing our emotional states. And so this is this like, I'm talking so serious. It's kind of serious this week. I'm going to talk about Pluto. So it feels really (laughs) heavy. Um, But in a good way, heavy is like, let's, let's dig the, let's dig deep in this earth and like clear, like we're still tending the garden. We need to nurture and care for ourselves. And like with this Chiron squaring the sun, we're looking to heal ourselves on a next level. And it's important because, you know, if we can get our hearts and our minds clean and clear, then we can move forward <laughs> with no with you know, with no extra baggage. We can move forward in a free way, in a way that we can actually start to get a lighter future, a brighter future manifesting, you know? And, and again, it all starts at the home base, the the place of the self. And so this, the self healing, this heal thyself message that's coming through is also on an emotional level and an energetic level too, where it can be like deep soul healing. It can also be as simple as like sweeping, you know, like just sweeping up a little bit, doing a cleanup. And the way that I look at it is you can play the, you know, how it gets to not be so heavy as you play the game. I play the game of, of just like energetics, you know? So for example, if I'm going to walk into a room, I'm going to, I'm minding my set, my center of gravity. So I'm not like thumping and and pounding around. I'm not banging around, you know, and there, there are some people that are not present or aware to this and you'll, you'll hear them banging, you know, they bang things around or they throw their energy around or you'll, you'll hear them drag chairs. And I mean, it's just like, there's some people when they move, when they move across the room or the grocery store or the world, they're around wherever they are in time and space, they're loud. And that's like a, that's like, again, you might not be even conscientious of it, but it's this, this presence that we can come to when we start to understand like how we be in this world, our emotion, our emotional state, our sense of presence and self can make waves or ripples. And there's a time and a place for it. And it's just about us. Like we want to maximize our energy, use it as we want to start to use our energy wisely, kind of working smarter, not harder, you know, and, and this is a way we do it through the breath, through the centering and the calibrating of the core. And then that bringing that awareness and balance into the field, into the four directions and understanding how is my ripple effect? How's my breath? How's my emotional effect? Am I thinking too loud? Am I feeling too loud? Maybe we need to turn it up sometimes too. I mean, like I said, there's a time and a place and it's learning. 
For me, it's really about learning to finesse that. That's the rhythm. Living in rhythm is like tuning in and recognizing when there's, there's waves where we can work things out a little bit more. So what I would say is, is through this, this, this coming up of the Chiron squaring the sun and the, the moon squaring the sun and that just like it's, there's a moment, the squares are moments to take action, to like do something in regards to just like, just you have to, to in order to move forward, you have to sort of like make a, make a declare, declaration, you know, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but like it's, this is very much about the time of where we we're we're finessing and coming to terms we're clarifying and focusing new values new systems are being worked out as things change and transform which they're going to continue to do so which again is even more why I believe these are the days where we have to find home base fortify the home base it's as simple as that food clothing shelter water bless it and then fortify the field, get that oxygenation and the circulation happening and really just starting to tune in, tune into the vibe, feel it. I know you can, because if you're still listening, which I know you are here, hi, (laughs) I'm grateful that you are. But like, if you're, there's so many of you that listen on a weekly basis and I'm so grateful for that. I am so grateful for you and for the feedback you've been giving. And I, and I just, I want to continue this. It's like, this is a beautiful, like we've, we've been building towards it. It's a beautiful opportunity to really tune into the sensory field, the sensory system and observe yourself, start to fortify your field in a way where your signature, your vibrational resonance is yours and yours alone. You got your vibe, you got your style, you got your flow. It's yours. Nobody else can do it, you know? And this is what it's about. We want to put our own flair and, you know, make our own way. And we we're, what's so cool is the more we honor ourselves in this way, we're doing it together. And that's like this, this age of Aquarius, you know, this age of Aquarius that's coming and it's, it's here. We're, we're on the dawn, you know, it's dawning for like hundreds of years, but it's, it's dawning nevertheless. And, you know, Aquarius and Uranus, it's all about humanity. It's all about freedom. It's all about the individual and the unique within the collective. It is so much about this idea of us learning to tune into our own sense of self and have our own signature you know, our own shine, our own light, our own vibe that we reverberate into the cosmos. <laughs> uh, I get so, I, I get really excited actually when I think about it like this, because we're in this really, really beautiful time and space. If you weren't aware, like it doesn't take an astrologer to recognize that we are living in unique times and for the evolution of humanity, it's, I, I just want to be the best me. And I, I have the energy to do it and I'm blessed. And so I'm grateful and I'm going to use, I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of what I've been given in the moment and the time in the space and make, make good use of it. 
simply by being myself like to the edge, to the fullest and just honoring that vibration, honoring that field, honoring that, that my uniqueness in this collective, you know, (laughs) okay. Like I said, these things, like they sound easy and, and in some ways they really are. It just takes practice and consistency. You just come back around one day at a time, one thought, one step, one breath. Let's get that right. One breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time, right? Okay. So Uranus, this is interesting. So Uranus, ruler of the, of Aquarius is actually conjuncting the North node the future, the head of the dragon in Taurus, the senses, the third dimension. So, you know, and Uranus also does bring up like unpredictability and I mean, it is a sideways planet. So if you look at it in the sky, the rings are crooked. I mean, the rings are sideways there. It spins sideways on its axis. It's the only one in the solar system that does that. It's incredible and is super unique in the collective, right? So this joining forces of Uranus, this little like rebel that has this connection to the future in Aquarius is coming together with this connection of the future of the node, that North node in Taurus, which we've been talking about so much. This is just for me, a big message around, again, how can we really use our senses to start to feel into the messages that we're being given. Like use, what is the world's, how am I, (laughs) how am I experiencing the world through my senses and how can I become more clear and aware through my senses? You know what it does is it makes us human. It really, really is. It's the senses are the, so what's so unique to humanity, humanity has a really beautiful and deep connection to life through the senses. And so that's so very third dimensional. And what I love about this is that this Uranus, this unpredictability in a way, or this expansive, um, unique way of looking at the future is, is looking for a place to land. It's almost like the lightning bolt wants to strike, you know, and come to earth in, in so many ways. I think of, of the, of Tesla and there's those images of him in in Colorado Springs where he's sitting in the room and there's lightning bolts all around him. And, you know, he's just like conducting energy basically, (laughs) through, you know, and and sitting around in in all the energy. And I think that that's kind of the point is, is the nervous system, are our nervous systems, are our centers of gravity, our physicality, our sense of emotional balance strong enough to take the energy, to take as much energy as it's, as we're going to need to, to thrive and to continue. (laughs) I mean, to live like for real. (laughs) you know, Uranus and Aquarius are the rulers of the nervous system. And so I, I really learned a lot of this through practicing 
the practicing Pilates and centering and Kundalini and Ashtanga vinyasa yoga, the idea of like really tuning the center and the chakras and feeling that energy connect from the root to the crown out and around through that toroidal site circuit that we've been talking about that toroidal motion in our, in our field. Well, the breath once again, helps to regulate the heart. It regulates the pulse and the, the electricity in the system. And through that, through that, we can learn to balance our nervous system. We can learn to take more in, more energy in. We can learn to move the energy when it feels congested or when it feels like too much. And again, so it's like energetic emotions almost versus like our physical human emotions that we have. I mean, all these things, isn't it so beautiful how it all comes back to the breath? Like, hmm, like breathing, but really, truly breathing, completely breathing. It, it can do so much for the, for the system and heal the, and heal us in a way where we don't have to do, do, do a lot. There's a lot to do, but it's also, again, that breath is the regulating force and it really is, is key for for moving into this as we dawn into this age as the as the turning of the age continues there's a a lot of transformation happening which brings me to Pluto okay so Pluto and Mars were just squaring we kind of briefly talked about it last session which just kind of gives me this idea of like it's time to really work the Pluto is like the message and I mean we've been working the Pluto it's been happening for I mean it the cycles continue on and on they go. Um, but we, they're basically the United States, this is something that's really unique and interesting that's happening right now. On an astrological level, when you look at the chart, the birth chart of the United States at the signing of the Declaration of Independence, Pluto is basically returned to that placement, which it hasn't been there since, since that time. Basically, it hasn't been there since. So it's coming back around for the first time, which is like a Pluto birthday in a way for the United States, which really represents this coming around and returning to what were my values and my beliefs then, what was most important in in the structure and in the evolution of of my mission, like my soul's mission, you know, this is like the United States mission, I should say, you know, so it's really powerful because the United States has, you know, the declaration of independence, which has all of these powerful, this powerful language, which as Pluto returns is coming up to ask the questions. Have you lived by what you said you were going to do? Will you, will you continue? Will you not? Are you going to evolve? Can you grow from what you did? Or do you have to actually start what you didn't, what you said you were going to do and you didn't do? <laughs> so there's a lot of like reckoning with a Pluto return. And when I think of Pluto, like I really think about, I, I, I have the image of the butterfly. I've said this before, but the image of the butterfly is, is really what I think about in Pluto. It's that the transformation in the, the metamorphosis of 
actually like you, you have to go through the process of the metamorphosis. There's no way but through. And that's how Pluto is. There's no way but through. And so very much like a Saturn transit too, like there's some things that there's some aspects of life and a lot of times they align with these they align with these potent planetary alignments but there are aspects of life where the where we come to where the only way is through <laughs> and the way that you have to look at it is like once again i i do have a choice in this moment i can choose to i can choose to move forward or i can choose to resist and you know both can be painful the the butterfly isn't just like oh yeah i'm a butterfly it it has to dissolve inside the chrysalis it dissolves itself <laughs> so you know some some things have to dissolve and go away pluto also represents scorpio which is that that middle phase of autumn which is where things are decomposing into the earth they will be nutrient for the for the future, for the spring, but in that moment, it is decomposition. It is skeletal. It is, it is, you know, we have to die to be reborn. And so that's a lot of the Pluto in, in the chart. It also, again, it, it represents like the soul's evolution, the soul's mission. And so when you think about like when you, when we're coming up with these, with this Pluto return in the United States chart, which has been going on for months, for a while, and will continue into the next couple of years. There's there's a coming to a terms with with again, what is what can I do to be to evolve towards the future? How what's gonna make most sense to to continue to thrive, to continue to be? There's, that's really what this is about is like adapt or dissolve, you know, we have to find a way to live. If we're here, we have to find a way to live. So, mm, it's so intense, right? So the Pluto, the Pluto return is happening in the United States. This is also, the United States is also met with like this Neptune transit Maybe I'll do a whole session on it at some point. But what what I think is really interesting about this this time with Pluto is that it's in these it's in retrograde, but it's and it's lingering in the twenty seven degrees of Capricorn. But it's it's also at this edge where we're kind of finishing up before it's heading into Aquarius for the first time in two hundred and fifty years. Again, it's these are monumental moments where, where we really can see major change and transformation over history. You can, you can actually look back in time and space and have some sort of a reference point that's, that's potent. And that this is the whole idea is that Pluto really represents generational missions, generational causes. It represents like soul groups almost where, where there is a common thread between a generation or a group of people that are born in a time and a place with that Pluto as their link. They're, 
you know, this is what really does kind of separate us a little bit in the different generations. And what's cool about it is, again, if you look at it through the evolution of the Zodiac, like we talk about so much, you can actually start to play with, with how to, how to ride this wave and actually like move it toward, like keep the wheel spinning basically. And how we can do this is actually by recognizing the sign that Pluto is in, and then also recognizing the opposite sign that Pluto is in. So what that does is it creates a polarity. And so for example, right now we have Pluto in Capricorn. The opposite would be Cancer, which is where the sun is right now. Not exact to Pluto yet. It will be towards the end of the season. But this is an interesting thing because we have this again, once again, we have this balance between like, what is the, what is the emotional state? How's home base? And then Pluto in Capricorn is very much about mastering. I mean, Capricorn is mastering of, of all structures and things. It's authority, it's power in, on a level of like, this is governments. It can be, but it can be just like the they're like CEO. It can, it's such boss energy. It's mastery. It's skillful. It's the mountain climber. It's the top of the mountain energy. And it's almost like the furthest away from home, which again, Cancerian energy is all about home base and fortifying the field. And so we can, we can be stretched from this polarity between cultivating home base and, and security and foundation and allowing ourselves to really transform and stretch in, and actually hit some sense of, of, of accomplishment and achievement in where we are. And, you know, there, we can see it, it, like, it's so much easier to see this polarity play out right now in the collective, we have this really intense balance between the government and the people (laughs) in the United States, but it's been happening all over the planet too. For the last couple of years, it's been pretty interesting to observe how there's this deconstruction of the way that the authority and the, the, sovereignty is actually discussed, the authority, who has the power. There is this pull between the two extremes right now. So much extremity on both sides and both in so many directions. I'm not even saying sides like politically even. I'm just like there is so much pull. And the big prayer is, again, is how do we find that balance? How do we find that neutrality, that centered state where we can see clearly, where it's not so loud, where it's organized and focused and in tune, you know? And so the whole thing is, is like, if we want to evolve and adapt, we have to find the balance between that Pluto, the Pluto and the Pluto polarity point. And so again, we're balancing this this art, this axis of cultivation and mastery. And, you know, fine tuning that line between really understanding our true nature and who we are and how we are 
and in taking responsibility for that and taking and finessing it in a way where we actually become masterful at being present in ourselves. And then as we do that individually, we can come together. We are definitely, we, we will be way more powerful when we do that. You know, rather if we're just all popcorning and blah, 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 and the chaos and the energy blah, 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 bouncing all over the place, we want to fortify our field. We want to find our center, our power, our strength, our clarity, focus that energy, that presence into, you know, the direction we want it to go into the future that we want to see. And, uh, you never forget the people have the power. This is why there's so much shady change and transformation happening. There's definitely, you know, that's the other thing about Pluto is that it's, it's like there, it can be undercover. So there's on, you know, there are, there are forces that are looking to bring the vibe down, which is even more of a reason why we can't let that, we can't let that occur as much as we have the energy and the strength in our nervous system and the clarity, the more we can really, really, we can, we can hold firm. We can take, we can have the strength and, and the fortitude to, to survive and thrive. That's what we want to do. So that's like the collective Pluto. There's also the personal and you can look at your chart and see what, you know, where your Pluto is. So for example, there's a generation that's Virgo. There's a generation of Leo, Pluto and Leo. The boomers are like Pluto and Leo. The Gen Xers are, this is like give or take, whatever, give or take a few years. But the, the Gen Xers are Pluto and Virgo, Pluto and Libra a little bit. And then there's the millennials, which is part Pluto, Libra, part Pluto and Scorpio. And then you have the Gen Zers, which are Pluto and Sagittarius and uh, a little bit of the Pluto in Capricorn. But I don't know about this next name. I don't know the next name of this crystalline fortified new generation that's coming up. These Every generation you know, we all learn from each other. That's the hope. I mean, we evolve through the Zodiac. That's the hope was like, everything builds on itself. So whoever comes after whatever generation comes after is always going to have another evolved perspective from the generation before. And so you find out where your, where your Pluto is in your chart or in your generation, and then you work the opposite. So those Pluto Leo folk, the opposite of Pluto in Leo is Aquarius. So you work that Pluto or that Leo Aquarian axis if you're a boomer. If you're a Gen Xer, you're working either a Virgo Piscean balance, which is really interesting. That's a special generation in itself. All the generations are special, but that's pretty unique because we're coming out of this age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. So you Virgo Piscean folk have some interesting work to do. And then some of us on that Gen Z or Gen X, Gen, Gen X millennial grouping, we're, we're Pluto Libra. We're working that balance between Libra and Aries. 
the self and the other. Fascinating. And, you know, we'll talk more about it as it goes on, but you, so then there's the Scorpio folk. They're working the Taurus in Scorpio polarity. And then you have the Sagittarius folk, Gemini Sagittarius polarity. And then the Capricorn, Capricorn Cancerian, which we just went into. So hopefully you can see how you can work that balance between the signs, you know. So the more you, the more you learn about your chart, the more a lot of this will make sense. But those of you that know your chart, that know where your Pluto is, start to play with this balancing between the polarity. Work the axis. We, we want to find balance. Balance in in all the ways that we can, you know, all the ways that we can. And for sure in our emotions, for sure in our mental states, you know, mind, body, spirit, this is what we're going for. So, oh, I just want to say one more thing too, with all of this, this transformation and change, like really, I I gave this homework assignment to the Cosmic Saint crew uh, in 2020 (laughs) in preparation of this, this Pluto return, so to speak, in the United States. And it was basically, if you can, in a little journal prompt, like write a declaration of your sovereignty, of your independence. What are your new value systems that you want to carry into this future, into this new time? We're going to be fortifying that, that the, the ideas around like what it means to be, what it means to be a sovereign citizen of the planet of the universe of the galaxy you know of the multiverse i mean beyond so what do you stand for (laughs) this is like a lifelong project and it keeps evolving but just right now right now here and now what are declare your soul presence your new values for the future for the brighter future that you're envisioning and working to embody one breath one thought one step one day at a time you know what i mean And, you know, all of us too, like I, I, I sometimes with, with my, with my culture, with my heritage and background, I get like, I love the 4th of July and I have many members of my family who served for the freedom in our country and fought for freedom in our country. I also am like, if you don't want to declare, you can proclaim, Proclaim. Emancipation Proclamation is another good project that you can do. Like, what is your, what are you proclaiming your freedoms to be, your sovereignty to be? Who am I? What do I stand for? What do I want to manifest? How can I do that? How can I start to feel into that, tune into it through my senses, through my experiences? One breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. Bless it. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. So much love, y'all. You know I appreciate you. I'm grateful for every single one of you. And I'm wishing you the very best. Happy, happy waxing moon. Enjoy it. Please give it a look in the sunset skies for that crescent waxing towards the half and then towards the full eventually. But uh, see if we can't tune in and, and be more present and be more aware in this time. And take good care and love yourself. All right. 
Much love, y'all. Peace.